Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. I am Troy Shockley, and this is the Coffee Break Podcast. Thanks for joining our chat today. Coffee Break brought to you by Cochrane Insurance. In the studio, we've got a guest that's been absent from our show for far too long. And that, you know what? That's my fault. I'm going to see if we can't rectify that in the new year, uh, which actually is now suddenly not that far away at this point. We've got Deacon Bob Fishman in. How are you, sir? I am very well, thank you. It's an honor and a privilege, as always, to be here with you. Yeah, I love having you on the show. And, and usually you're on the phone, but we actually get you it's in true. person. I know, this time. I know. And, uh, um, Yep, yeah, and we definitely nice. need to have you in more often. I always learn a lot when you're on the show. I know the listeners do as well. And uh, for those that haven't heard you on the show before, can you kind of introduce yourself to sure. listeners a little bit? Tell them, you know, what's the Bob Fishman story? <laughs> oh, boy. We've got a half hour. Yeah, so you yeah, got time. There you go. Well, I am uh, the deacon at the Cathedral of St. Helena, and I am a Jewish convert to the faith. And I often teach people about the Jewish roots of uh, Christianity and Catholicism. And uh, I, I just love serving our community in that capacity. Uh, I never thought this is what I would be doing, but, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and so uh, it's not what every Jewish boy dreams of when he's growing up. You know, I'm going to be a deacon someday. Right, but, right. Um, but it worked out that way, and, it, and it's just an honor to get to serve our Lord like well, that. Yeah, well, and we've got a few things that I want to hit on today, sure. and, and I, I think— We'll start out chatting Giving Tree. We'll circle around to some holiday history and that mm-hmm. as well. But uh, I want to be sure we give enough time to talk about the tree because this year um, is certainly going to be needed by many in the community. But it is, it sounds like, looking a, a little bit different as well. That's right. And and you couldn't have said it better. It is a whole community effort. It started at the cathedral um, about 15 years ago or more. And we've been working in conjunction with Good Samaritan Ministries, or Good Sam's, uh, as they're known. And it's an amazing uh, ministry, because it really is a ministry. It's not just giving out toys and and hats and gloves and all that kind of stuff. It, It is an experience for people who are hurting, you know, and we know many people are hurting this year. And like you said, you know, this year, woofta. I mean, so our, our registrations have gone up, and um, we're trying to help as many as many families and especially children as we can. Yeah, more than, what, 350 kiddos? That's right. Probably. Yeah, we had 366 kids that we helped last year and 167 families. Okay. And um, it, it really is a, a beautiful ministry. It, it's actually like a shopping in a store. And what, uh, what happens is people will go to the Good Sam's first to register. That's where you have to register. You can't come to the cathedral. You go to Good Sam's. They register. And you can do that Monday through Friday from 9 to 3 up until December 15th. That's the cutoff. Okay, so they still have time to get right. in and do that. Yep. So if, if you know somebody who's hurting out there or, you know, and, and just needs a little help. Because what we try to do is supplement um, their Christmas experience. And, and what happens is they register at the Good Sam's. They're given a little card, which has a time on it. And then they come to our distribution day. And today, this year, we have two days because of the need that's out in our community. And our first one is uh, Friday, December 18th. And we're starting that at 1230 in the afternoon. And then the next day, Saturday the 19th, it runs the whole day from 8 to whenever we get done. 
And what happens is people come, they present their card with their time on it, and then they're uh, escorted in and they're given a personal shopper. This is someone who goes around with them. They're actually given a shopping cart. Okay. We transform the whole lower level of the cathedral into almost like a department store. And it's separated by ages and different toys for different age groups are on different tables. And the shopper looks at uh, how many kids they're shopping for and goes with the person. And they go and they pick out, um, first they get hats and mittens and coats if they need those. And then they go to the toy section and, and they can pick out whatever they want. And what's unique about this is that they get the dignity to shop for their own children. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows their kids better than their parents. And so them being able to pick out what they know their kid will like, rather than just getting a, a, a gift, they, they get to shop for them. And it gives them dignity, an added dignity, because they're participating in this. And as they move from table to table, they pick out the toys, and then they're all given books, they're given games, they're given wrapping paper, bows, the whole nine yards. And uh, we want it to be um, an excellent Christmas experience for those who are hurting, because it's never easy to ask for help. Yeah, we were chatting just before the show. I mean, uh, you know, there, there are so many people that are sort of new in this position this year because of circumstances around uh, the coronavirus that, you know, you haven't been in that position around Christmas before. This is a, a new and, and probably scary time. That's true. Um, and it, it's one of those things where we've talked about on the show before, but it it is not something to be ashamed of to, to ask for a hand up. That's right. That's right. And one of the things that's really unique about this ministry in particular is when people do ask for help, like, you know, they, they fell on hard times or something's gone wrong and they just need a little help. And some people ha need a lot. Some people just need a little. But the, what we found is that the following year, these same people will come back and want to help out serving others. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. It's kind of like a full circle. So, you know, we all go through times and seasons in our lives. So, you know, like uh, Solomon said, when we, we go through different seasons and, and, and things, and um, sometimes we just need help. And it's not um, any shame. It's not any um, uh, bad feelings or anything else. You, you just say, you know, I'm hurting this year. I lost my job or um, COVID, you know, shut down my business or I just need a little extra oomph yeah. for, for Christmas, especially for my kids. Yeah, and you're certainly and not the only one. That's you right. Know, this is, this that's is a right. widespread and, issue right now. And then next year, you know, they may be the ones who are helping out uh, or going around with other people and helping them. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So you won't always need help for your entire life. But for the times that you do, that's what we're here for. We yeah, help each other up. We lift about. each other yeah. up. Deacon Bob Fishman is with us this morning. We're talking Giving Tree. Uh, how does it work in terms of uh, folks that want to help? Uh, sure. How do they know what to do? How do, how do we help you? Well, many, many of the donations come right from the cathedral parishioners themselves. The Giving Tree is actually a Christmas tree that's decked out with tags. And the tags have uh, things written on it like boy ages 9 to 11 or girl ages three to five or something like that. And you take a tag and then you bring back the gift unwrapped 
And then we put it out on the tables, and when families come in who have children of that age group, they go around and they, and they pick them up. Uh, many people do cash donations. We have envelopes on the tree, too, and they say, you know, I, I don't have time to shop or whatever. I'll just uh, give financially. Mm-hmm. And that helps us, too, because we do have people who will go to the stores and shop. And many of our businesses here in town uh, lasso the moon. You know, the little toy store down there, Last Chance? Great stuff. They've helped us many times. Uh, Montana Book Company is another one. Uh, They're great supporters. And this year, Carroll College, God bless you saints over there, man. You guys rocked it. They uh, tripled the number of toys that we got this year because so many people were in need. And they set up boxes all over the, you know, similar to the Toys for Tots box. Even Toys for Tots has reached out to us and said, hey, we're going to help out too. How You know, let us know what we can do. And so it's a whole community coming together and saying, you know, we're going to lift you up and we're going to help out in any way we can yeah it's, it's such a neat thing and and when it comes to um people helping out uh, purchasing uh, toys that sort of thing uh, i saw there's also you know if, if they're concerned about dropping anything off there's a right. drive-through even yes so it's yeah. sort of like the contactless that's right uh, drop off that's right and you can always drop them off at the cathedral offices as well or leave them outside we have a, a outside hallway where they we have a big box and they can just put the toys in there and um, uh, it's wonderful. And to see people who are like, you know, uh, who maybe in the past were a little hesitant about helping out. Uh, maybe they didn't have the money or they didn't have the time or whatever. Now people are stepping up to the plate in ways we couldn't even imagine. And they're saying, you know, this year in particular, we want to help you. Yeah. So. Here's what we're going to do. We've had, we've had people buying for whole families, not just buying one or two gifts, mm-hmm. but saying, look, here, here's the deal. And they do it with their own families. So it becomes a beautiful um, tradition to pass on that during this time, we not only um, receive gifts, but we help others who may not be you know, having such a great year. Yeah. Deacon Bob Fishman is with us this morning on Coffee Break, and we're talking Giving Tree. And uh, we mentioned it before, but I want to just touch on it again, that uh, if people are in the position of needing some assistance this year, they can still register for assistance through the Giving Tree operation. They do that over at Good Sam until, is it the 15th? That's right, right? until December 15th, and it's Monday to Friday, 9 to 3. We have people over there who will walk you through the application process. It's very easy. And, um, and then they'll set you up and give you an appointment card. And it's important to keep that card because that's how we know that um, uh, you have your appointment and your time and we can let you in accordingly because we do have restrictions this year that we didn't sure, have before. With numbers and, yeah. Sure. And, and so then, you know, and on the other side of that coin, people want to help. Um, you know, I, I guess they have until – what's the deadline for that? If, yeah. if the – the handout day is, you know, the shopping day is the 18th and 19th. Well, believe it or not, we have people who come on the very day of distribution and they'll say, oh, I've had this in my car okay. and I meant to yeah. drop it off. And uh, But uh, we like to get them in, you know, December 15th would be a great cutoff time just to so that we can sure. have time to sort them and then put them out on the tables for people to uh, partake of. Yeah, it, this has been going on for more than a decade now. It's yeah. all about helping with, you know, helping families in need during the holiday season and uh, as we've said, amplified this year with everything going on. And I know there's uh, a tied fleece blankets yes. uh, with this as well. <laughs> they go to each family. That's sort of a hallmark of the 
of the giving tree, isn't it? That's right. And we've had people who have been quarantined, you know, and they wanted to help out, but they, they couldn't. And so they would send a member of their family down and they'd pick up one of these blanket kits and they tie the blankets together and make a beautiful, almost like a quilt-looking deal um, for people. And many of them came out of the, and said, I can do this at home, mm-hmm. you know. And so they did. And uh, we have many blankets. Uh, people have knitted hats and mittens. And um, uh, people do, have provided coats. Stuffed animals is big. I mean, anything that, that people could do, they wanted to do this year. Yeah. And um, and we didn't even hardly have to ask. All we did was put a little announcement out and bingo, all of a sudden 15 people <laughs> show up and say, I want to make blankets. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's such a neat thing. We're talking with Deacon Bob Fishman this morning on Coffee Break about the Giving Tree. And uh, we, we do have to take a break here in the show. So we're going to do that now. And then we're going to come back and chat a little bit more. We've got some Christmas history that we're going to go over coming up on Coffee Break. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back in Troy Shockley and Coffee Break this morning. And we've got Deacon Bob Fishman in the studio. And uh, we wanted to switch over to uh, talking about some holiday history, but uh, we didn't want to, uh, well, we, we want to get a shout out this morning. That's I want to make exactly sure we right. get that because I know she's listening. That's right. I want to give a great shout out to Kathy Serbrug. She actually runs the entire Giving Tree. She works in in connection with all of these different organizations. She assembles the volunteers. She gets everything going and uh, even working with the state uh, with the new restrictions and stuff like that. And so uh, she deserves to be recognized. And so if you know Kathy or see her, just tell her hello and God bless. You know, thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, you're, uh, you're doing fantastic work. So uh, thank you for doing that. And uh, we, we promised history. I know that's a, a, a love of yours. I enjoy it as well. Right. Um, the tree went up on the first Sunday of Advent. That was right. uh, November 29th. Can you explain to us, I guess, what Advent is all about? Sure. And where did that come from? Advent, actually, the it's from a Latin word. It's Adventus. And it means toward the coming toward the coming and it looks forward to the the birth and the uh, life of Christ and there are four weeks that lead up to Christmas and if you'll notice uh, as soon as uh, we get closer to Christmas more light starts to come into the world and uh, and it doesn't get dark so early and doesn't it get dark so early at night either and it's a a time of expectation but it's also many people don't know this about advent because advent is a uh repentant time of year too it's a time penitence and that's why we wear purple 
And because um, we want to focus in on, yes, the birth of our Lord and the coming and getting ourselves right with God. And that means, you know, maybe prayer, fasting, uh, going to confession if you're of the Catholic tradition, um, just repenting in your heart and getting preparing yourself not only for entering into the first coming of our Lord, but to get ourselves ready for the second coming of our Lord, too. And, uh, you know, and and really work on ourselves and develop a love relationship with our God. It's a great time of year for new beginnings. Yeah. You know, we begin the new liturgical year. Um, This last Sunday was the first Advent. And in the Catholic tradition, they have three cycles, A, B, and C, and we're in year B. But I told people, Happy New Year. You know, and so many of them were like, oh, any any hope that 2020 (laughs) will soon be coming to it. And so, yep. But Advent is a beautiful time of year. Yeah, and then you get to go through the little uh, the little calendar with all the That's windows. Right. So many people have family traditions, and I tell people, build traditions with your mm-hmm. family. You know, um, oftentimes when I work at the college or talk with college kids, they'll tell me that they grew up traditionless. And I think, oh, man, that's so sad. So Advent's a great time. You have uh, uh, the Advent calendar, which can come in all different shapes and sizes. It can be little drawers. It can be little things. And each day you pull out a little drawer, open a little flap, and there might be a piece of candy in there for the kids or a little prayer or something that you do that day. And it's a beautiful time to build tradition with your family. Tell stories. So many of our kids don't even know the stories of their grandparents, mm-hmm. where they came from, who even what their first names are sometimes. And we need to pass on that tradition. And this is a great time of year to do yeah. that. Those, those Advent calendars are rough, though, uh, growing up in a family of three kids. <laughs> there's, there's one piece of candy behind That's that right. little door. That's right. <laughs> That's always, yeah. there, there's some more biblical lessons in that with one yeah. piece of candy and three kids. That's exactly um, right. I, we're talking this morning with uh, Deacon Bob Fishman on Coffee Break. And I actually did some digging on uh, dates because uh, that, that always interests me and I can never remember them. Uh, December 25th, 1789 was the first Christmas under America's new constitution. Hmm. And uh, Christmas, I, at the time, I guess, considered to be kind of an English holiday. So it was mm-hmm. sort of a slow adoption here, not uh, not officially observed. Christmas declared a federal holiday in America June 26, 1870. We waited a while for we this did. thing. We did. We did wait a while. And a lot of that has to do with the immigrants and the uh, the times as our country was building, as it was growing. And we started to recognize uh, different traditions and, and different uh, um, uh, things and adapted that into our history and making it a part of our history. And I tell people, say Merry Christmas. I know I might get feedback about this, you know, happy holidays, yada, yada, yeah. But, you know, say Merry Christmas, yeah. you know, because it is a time when we're celebrating the birth of Christ. And even as a Jewish person growing up, if somebody came to me and said, look, Merry Christmas, Bob, I'm fine with that. Or, you know, they might say Happy Hanukkah or we're doing a Christmas play or we're doing Christmas songs. Hey, that's okay. And I don't take offense to that. It makes me uh, realize what time of year it is and what people, how people are um, trying to get that generous attitude an attitude of gratitude, you know, and to um, share that with others. So, yeah, wish people a Merry Christmas, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Well, and interesting, uh, too, you talk about, you know, the, the, the immig- immigrants and that sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. The Puritans were not really down with the idea of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's they, true. They uh, they actually would find people in in uh, Boston in the in the late 1600s. They would find people if they were out basically showing Christmas spirit. Yeah. You, you got fined if something like five shillings. Yeah, yeah it the, was. It, and they, it, I, I guess because they thought it was. It was improper. Is is that the? It just wasn't. Yeah, I think so. And also their tradition, you know, where they came from, and and what they believed in. It was very stark and harsh. Yeah. You know, it, being a Puritan, the name kind of says it all. And it it wasn't a happy go lucky. Let's sing and you know wave banners around. These guys. It was a serious uh, thing. And as they learned, and as as time developed and more and more cultures came in that celebrated Christmas, especially from Europe over into the colonies and things like that, then it became much more recognized yeah. and people got into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Deacon Bob Fishman is with us this morning. We're talking Christmas. Um, yeah. And it, it is interesting how, you know, you kind of point out Christmas kind of, at least the way it looks, has uh, kind of evolved. It you know, has. really, especially in, uh, in in our country. And uh, I guess Santa Claus popped up uh, right. not right at the beginning. I mean, he was there, but really after about the Civil War era, that's you know, right. or after. That's when we started to see the guy in the red suit, right? That's right. Coca-Cola had a lot to do with that, too, at the turn <laughs> yeah. of the century in the 1900. And uh, um, it was Santa means saint. And Claus was short for Nicholas. And so it was a reference to St. Nicholas, who was a bishop in the uh, church and helped uh, many, uh, especially um, young women, uh, to get money for their dowries so that they could get married if they didn't, if they were very poor. And, uh, and he would help them out. And, but, uh, yeah, he became a bishop known for giving out gifts and helping people. And um, then Santa Claus. And I try to steer people away from the commercialism of yeah. the holiday because it can be commercialized and and stuff like that although i am a huge fan of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and you know the, the specials that right. they used to have but i i do think that um we need to get back to focusing on what it's about you know it's about the light of the world jesus christ being born in bethlehem a little outpost region in the middle of judea and uh uh you know, this this child, his birth literally changed a history forever. I mean, our calendars, our the days that we uh, celebrate, the the all all of his not only his teachings but his life itself influenced all of humanity, and that's well, pretty cool. Yeah, well, and you talk about the birth, of course. Um, that that's the the celebration, December twenty fifth. But that's right. Um, that historically probably not the actual day right we haven't pinpointed it it didn't happen december it probably happened more in the spring or summer right yeah and when people ask me that they'll say well we can't really be sure and i say well what day do you pick right you know and then well uh, i don't know well then how about (laughs) december 25th it's been going on for for a couple it's sort of established at this point let's go there yeah, um, it, I, I, uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned uh, Hanukkah as well. Christmas is yes. not the only thing that we've got this month. Hanukkah I, coming up that's next right. week. Yeah, and uh, this year it's early, but usually it falls during Advent. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, my wife is not Jewish. She was Catholic all her life. And when we got married, um, because Advent and Hanukkah oftentimes coincided, 
I wanted to um, incorporate both traditions. And this is another way of building tradition. So we had what we called Han event, <laughs> which is where I would light the candles for Hanukkah, and then we'd light the Advent candles, and then we would share a story. And sometimes it would be a Christian story or a story from the Bible. Sometimes it would be a story from our own childhood. And we'd share them with our, our children as they grew. And it was a great time. And so be creative, you know, don't just get stuck in one little mold. Start a tradition and, and be creative with it. And I guarantee you, your kids will remember it. Yeah. And they'll cherish it. Yeah. And uh, with any luck, bring that to a, a new generation, right. right? That's right. Yeah. And pass it on. That's why so many times in the scriptures it says, you know, from your children's children, mm-hmm. you know, pass it down to your. And because um, if we don't pass it down, it just fades into you know, uh, or fades out of existence. And we need uh, good, solid traditions and, and especially focused on prayer and family and giving to others. Yeah. And we can't, I guess, uh, escape, you know, we, we can't get out of the month without at least mentioning we've also got Kwanzaa and Boxing oh, yes. Day up oh, in yeah. Canada for all our Canadian oh, yeah. listeners. That's right. Uh, and I don't want to take anyone to take offense when I say, say Merry Christmas. Of course, if you're of a tradition or whatever and you want to share that, look, I tell people Happy Hanukkah, too. Yeah. When it's Hanukkah, yeah. yeah, hey, Happy Hanukkah. And they go, oh, I didn't even know it was Hanukkah. Well, yeah, it is. And, you know, and that's a cool thing. And most of the people I say it to are not Jewish. You know, they're, uh, but they don't get offended. So if you wish me a happy Kwanzaa, hey, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Especially if it's Kwanzaa. Yeah. And that uh, December 26th, I believe. I think so. And uh, for those that are, are, are now curious, uh, Hanukkah starts at sundown mm-hmm. on December 10th. That's right. And it lasts for eight days. It, it symbolizes the story in the scriptures of the Maccabees and the Maccabean revolt and how they uh, took back the temple. And Hanukkah literally means rededication. So they rededicated the temple. They only had enough oil that would burn for one day. So they had a big party for one day, and the oil miraculously wound up burning for eight days. And so they celebrate for eight days. And uh, this year, Hanukkah is earlier than uh, usually it is. It's usually closer to Christmas. But as a Jewish kid growing up, I would get my presents, you know, two weeks before. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and sometimes, eh, you know, I didn't have such Christian charity in my heart. And I would tease my, <laughs> my uh, neighbors. But I like um, it. Yeah. But it's a, it, it's a beautiful time of year. And again, it's about family. It's about sharing and passing on tradition. Yeah. And uh, speaking of tradition, we've got a few seconds left. And uh, because I like random weird facts, my wife gives me a hard time. I can't remember to take the garbage can down to the road on garbage day. Though I remember today, huh? I did remember. Uh, I remember the random things. Kentucky <laughs> Fried Chicken. They call it Kentucky in Japan, mm-hmm. apparently. And it's now a Christmas tradition hmm. in Japan. They don't have a whole lot of turkeys there. And somehow uh, chicken, fried chicken specifically, became sort of the go-to. They, like, weeks ahead of time, they make reservations to sit down at Kentucky Fried Chicken in Japan for their Christmas Eve meal. Wow. Line up for blocks outside. So KFC is uh, the place to go in Japan for Christmas Eve. So random Christmas fact for I you this morning. I love it. I love it. A fact I did not know. And, you wow. know, it's uh, funny because uh, Jewish people are often uh, on Christmas Eve would go to Chinese restaurants. Well, there you go. Because they used to be the only ones open, and we'd go and have uh, Chinese food on Christmas Eve. Bob, thanks for stopping in. Hey, it's an honor and a privilege, Troy. God bless you. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.